You have arrived. You have now entered the Kush Life. Welcome to the Kush Life podcast, where we explore the Oklahoma medical marijuana community. From growers to dispensary owners, it's the Kush Life for us. Hi, welcome to the Kush Life podcast. My name is Marshall. We're journeying together through Oklahoma medical marijuana. And Katie, it's beginning to look a lot like... It's definitely looking like Cushmas. Cushmas. (laughs) (laughs) All right, since we don't talk about the weather, it's going to be, what, 20 degrees next week? Yeah. So why people are listening to this, they'll be coming out of that brutal, but yeah, high of 20 next week. (laughs) Oh, I nerd. That sounds brutal. We skipped fall and went right into winter. The weather's been a roller coaster. Yeah, it was like 60s, almost 70 the other day, and now it's freezing. And but it's Christmas time. It feels like Christmas. It's coming. Right, so it's what are you guys, here. It's what are, like what are you guys doing for Christmas here? What's the what's the big? We've got drum roll. Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> we've got 12 days of Christmas going on. <laughs> so we got. All kinds of goodies in the shop. Plus, we've got Snoop on a stoop. If you come in and find Snoop, find Snoop. <laughs> in the shop, you like Elf on a Shelf, uh-huh. but it's Snoop, Snoop, and you get ten percent off your order. Oh yeah! And then um, there's decorations all around, and you know all the things. It's Christmas. Yeah, it's Christmas. Is it like where does it rank for you on holidays? Number one, like or my mom is. Santa, if you didn't know. <laughs> so I'm kind of like obligated to say yes, or like, I don't know. Christmas has been so well, much like a bigger ho- celebrated holiday than any other. Did you try and say like she was supposed to be in my Santa, or like she you? is Santa? Like she <laughs> creates Christmas for my everyone. Santa, though? <laughs> my for- mom was my Santa. So how is your mom also my Santa? She just makes Christmas for <laughs> everyone. And she makes Christmas like over the top. Every year she's like, I'm not going to do it this year. Like I'm not doing it. And she can't how help early, it. She can't help it. She's Santa. How early is the tree up? She doesn't even have a tree this year because her dog is so silly that she like eats yes. everything. <laughs> Dolly chews down the, Dolly. the branches. <laughs> she'll like she's a standard poodle, and literally she'll come to the shop, and you can just see her look around, and then all of a sudden like grab something off the <laughs> shelf and just take it, and it's like, what are you doing? Why? You're like but, a toddler, not yeah. like a dog. You just grab stuff. <laughs> she's a toddler, so no tree. And I'm on the same boat at my house this year. I have so many house plants. I'm like just decorating my house plants yeah. instead of buying dead plants to bring in yeah this is the first year i've ever considered getting a fake tree really we've always done real trees wait who are you hi i'm leon with five leaf uh, <laughs> welcome to kush life welcome back <laughs> welcome <laughs> back. Leon. yeah but really we've considered we got a little puppy that's a little pee happy sometimes and so oh, we're geez. reluctant to do the whole tree skirt put the presents out because i don't want my dog to pee on my presents yeah you know and i feel like we're inviting a problem if we if we put it up same yeah. <laughs> uh, hoodlums. we've got one that can't use the bathroom outside on the number two side like can't or refuses refuses yeah okay uh. and now it's cold so uh, screw it oh dude yeah, yeah. Well, and like i it's hard to get mad when they actually go outside even though they do it right outside and you step on it right <laughs> as you walk outside you go god damn at least it was outside but 
Right on the still on the front porch. Yeah, it's on concrete, man. It's At like, least it's not on <laughs> inside. <laughs> Fucking brutal. Yeah. I'm so tired of dog shit in my house. Oh, oh, I'm in the opposite boat. My dogs are old ladies, and I am carrying them down the stairs right now because it is so cold. They wake up like stiff as boards, and yeah, it's going to be a How long How is all Twigs? It's going to be a long, cold winter for us. <laughs> Twigs doing good? She's doing okay, but stiff. Stiff. Yeah. We're old and yeah, cold at our dogs. house. Yeah. <laughs> We're not young pups. <laughs> I get it. What about uh, Neon Leon? You you out doing any Dude, winter paintball? Paint, paintball is in the off season. Let's see, training right now. Training? We, yeah, dude. Do, doing doing lifting now, not not so much just like in the cardio and stuff. We're back in back in the gym. Paintballing, you you lift weights. Yeah, for dude. Yeah, strength and conditioning training. Okay, mostly like plyometrics. Um, I wish if my team was local, we would do it together. Okay, um, but we're kind of spread out: Kansas, Texas, Arkansas, and stuff. So we come together and practice and set up scrimmages. But um, now in the off season, we don't have another tournament until February, and so we're holding each other accountable in the group chat with our daily workouts and eating healthy. So, how was last year? We won the series title. Okay. Uh, let's see. There's. Well, that's why they're like, this year we're working <laughs> out. We're working out this year. So, so we... Um, <laughs> Lift and wait. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, as you start to graduate through the divisions, there's just more and more athletes. It's less bummy dudes with, with their hobbies, and it's more people that train for it and, and really want to compete. So. Well, yeah. and I... You guys have worked your way up, right? Oh, like, yeah, yeah, and and we've kind of, you kind of go through the ladder, and there's player rankings, and so as you do well in a certain division, you get points, and you start to go up. So, and what up makes up, you so. guys so good? It, 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 apparently, since you said it wasn't your athletic ability, <laughs> it, I think we st- only got a couple athletes on the team. <laughs> I think it's a lot of like dad bods and kind of nerds, I, I mean, a lot of brainiacs. But, <laughs> but, it's precision. But yeah, you were Call of Duty experts or um, what? I think just like strategy in general, teamwork plays a big aspect into it. Um, but I think the ability to like well, be, guns are be so much calm. better. No, everybody's guns yeah. are the same, man. Yeah, it's all standardized, but I think it just comes oh, down to... Oh, is it to, really? Mm-hmm. Rate of fire standardized, everything standardized. So, so how do you get points then? Um, so you get points for placing in a tournament in a particular division. So like first place is going to get a hundred points with some kind of multiplier for whatever division you're playing in, Mm -hmm. whether you're in pro or you're in beginner, you're going to get a multiplier for that. And if you have above a certain, certain point value on your profile, you're not allowed to play these low division tournaments. So they don't have people sandbagging and like skewing Mm. the skill level. So um, it, it forces you to play higher divisions once you've played for a certain amount of time. It's awesome. Is there a strain that you like to to yeah, partake? Uh, we smoke tons of hash, and we like the entire paintball community is using our topicals. Oh, like, that's oh cool. my god, dude! Like, I from the get go have been getting all these athletes on using our topical, and they're obsessed with it. Which athletes are just obsessed with topicals right now in general? Like, this isn't because of you and right. paintball or anything but that's right. really cool that wow, you so are getting in that bubble here well no no like you're enlarging my bubble actually yeah you're talking <laughs> to people that are like oh this is cool because now i have a niche in my own community right because this is a thing in ath and ath- 
athleticism in all sports right now. Right. We get a lot of jujitsu guys also that use uh, the topicals, yeah, local, local jujitsu dudes. Um, where I'll give it to one guy and he, you know, he's telling all of his jujitsu dudes about it and it's slowly bringing people into the fold. So that yeah. feels really cool to like make a positive impact on somebody's symptoms that is feeling that all the time. I mean, if you're like training like that, you're something sore all the time. If you're probably rolling and doing all that kind of jujitsu stuff, like I don't, I'm not in it, but I hear there's injuries are r- rampant mm-hmm. in, in that sport. So um, I think it's really cool that we're able to help. And same with paintball. I mean, you're just you're getting sore. It's your yeah, yeah. You're you're doing things that are going to inflame your body, which is what the topicals are th- designed to help. Most definitely. Yeah, most definitely. And with the addition of the sports gel that we just came out with, it's a whole different element to the topical game where it's a little bit more intense but localized. It's been really cool to be able to help people with that. I didn't put that connection together with the paintball mm-hmm. and the sports yep. gel. Is that where that it, all yeah, came from? Yeah, most definitely. It was certainly cool. like a, a big inspiration for that was like, yeah, we're, you know, we're kind of getting some full body relief from wherever. But like if you really got a inflamed joint or something, that Icy Hot style topical really like like cools down your, you know, really mm-hmm. cools down your inflammation and like helps get some movement in your joint, which is really cool. That's really awesome. What is it that makes makes it do that? There's all kinds of menthol and things in it, some essential oils, eucalyptus and what and peppermint that really like work into into those nerves. And um, I'm not going to pretend I know everything about skin health, but. Um, there's certainly, it's formulated specifically for that kind of care. To absorb well and then to help the inflammation in joints. Yep. Yeah. There's a lot of other plant extracts in it. I mean, the cannabis is kind of seen as the focal point since we're selling in dispensaries, but it's really not even the main ingredient. I mean, there's tons of other plant extracts in it that really help it absorb into your skin and then make the cannabinoids work when it gets past the water and fat layers in your skin it's really cool um cannabis has taught me a lot about like the beauty industry and different products and different um herbal ingredients that they add in that are actually helping and then you buy beauty products outside of the dispensary that aren't made locally and you can just tell that there's a lot more additives in them and different things that more preservatives too i mean like if if you're selling something on a really mass scale you're gonna have to work in ingredients that prolong the shelf life Mm -hmm. i mean i think it's important to have some level of preservatives so especially if you're putting your hand into a jar of lotion over and over you're probably going to need something in it that keeps bacteria from growing but to to your point when you're working with large batch corporate Mm -hmm. type companies they're cutting corners on ingredients that you know i mean there's a lot of other factors that go into play on just the formulation of the thing yeah if you're looking for really local really good topical or literally beauty products that are affordable look to your local makers look to your local thc makers and things like that because they have a lot less additives in them and they're really affordable they're really nice quality products and i I think it's well and i think it's something that should be in really every person's repertoire i mean it's something that you're getting localized symptom relief and not having it to have some systemic sort of effect on your body i mean it's really we get all kinds of grandmas and and all kinds of people that have got their medical card 
just so they can use our topicals, which is yeah. like, as far as all the things that we that we do in cannabis, that's the biggest like heartfelt thing is when people hit me up they're like man i had this spinal fusion and i usually can't turn my head more than a quarter turn and when i have been on the lotion for a couple days i can i can get more range of motion in in my neck dang like that's really cool you know and they're not having any sort of side effects from uh, you know non-steroidal anti-inflammatories and you know painkillers and all kinds of stuff that like people use just because they're not feeling good because mm-hmm. they have some sort of chronic issue that they don't know how to get localized relief. They have to do something systemic. And so that's one of the big, the coolest parts about having this cannabis company. And, and as far as all the products we... Well, I mean, I, how many how many men over 30 have back problems? <laughs> a lot, I'd say probably. Half, at yeah. least. Yeah, Every I don't know. Every single one of them. Yeah. You know, why? It's, it's, how you guys sit it's on sitting, your hips. It's yeah. It's how you it's sit on your hips. Our beer bellies. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, off balance. <laughs> but, well, okay, so this, well, this is a thing with patients a lot lately is people coming in wanting to medicate their dogs. But also, like, my dog literally has had a lot of trauma and surgery lately and i put i wanted to put some cream on her recently how do you feel about putting the topicals on pets so i don't know that i want to give any recommendation because if i'm gonna tell somebody to do something i want to like have some data behind it but should they be fearful or should they be given how humans are absorbing it and we're not mm-hmm. getting psychoactivity from using the topicals. I, I ha- have all kinds of patients that don't ingest cannabis any other way, orally, combust, combusting, or any mm-hmm. smoking, whatever. They only use the topical and they get no psychoactivity. Mm-hmm. So I would know that those would be the people that would be the most susceptible to feeling some sort of head change. So I'm pretty confident that you're not getting the psychoactivity. However, I think you would fail a drug test if you Mm -hmm. use the lotion every day. Um, So I I don't, I don't know. I would probably feel fine if my dog was in pain and I put some lotion on it. I think Mm -hmm. that would, if you're talking about like a cost benefit analysis, like I would think that the benefits outweigh the potential costs of having some THC in your dog system. Well, I mean, what, I guess really what's is... What's the big deal about THC inside of a dog? Dude, inside they a dog, so, they get... Dude, they're like really sensitive. Like how humans are sensitive, they're really sensitive. Like, okay, so my brother, this is before cannabis legalized... I think it was legal, but it wasn't like how we are now. Stores weren't open yet. But um, he was making edibles at home, and he threw out the plant matter that was soaked in the butter that so... Right. The butter has absorbed the THC, but the plant matter still has, has some, some sort of potency. But right. he throws it in the trash. His dog gets in the trash and eats it. And gets she got. Oh. She was so high. She was high for like days. three days. Yeah, days. She was so sick. She was peeing on herself. Peeing on she herself, was just staring up. at the wall, yep. nauseous, getting like tremors and stuff. Very yeah. uncomfortable. It's you did that not purposely, but you poisoned your dog on accident. Yeah made your dog so sick that yeah you're making them uncomfortable for days well and, you and think that's probably the worst i've heard I is that it's like that for a very prolonged yeah, period but right. yeah they're just not in control they're not in control of their bowels they're not comfortable yep. they're nauseous they're well and you got to think 
the like size spectrum of dogs. Yeah, like that's hu- where I was like humans. Go. We're pretty like well, our, our, wind, our spectrum's pretty narrow. But I have a Chihuahua and a Boxer, so I've been like asking vets about this for a long time, eleven years, and they give the same like dosage dosage uh-huh. to. My chihuahua is the boxer, which I don't feel like is okay. And then recently my dog had, my chihuahua had um, surgery. They put a 25 milligram fentanyl patch on my nine pound chihuahua. And I swear she She was was on the verge of overdosing. Sure. But yeah, I don't know. So so my bulldog that had passed, right? Towards Mm -hmm. its last, you know, six months or so, you know, it was... You can tell, right? When they're yeah. when they're just kind of so. I, I started like like your your brother, right? right? I got a buddy that was make you know trying to make some stuff, trying to figure mm-hmm. some things out. I had all these gummies, and so I just doing some experiments with him. Yeah. Just started giving it to the dogs yeah. to help it out. Like I just right. thought, you know, hey, it was helping. Some me. dogs like it. Yeah. Oh, there was the some one, dogs I mean, love you, it. Well, some yeah, dogs love the shit. Yeah. Oh, dude, I'll, there I got was, a story. Huh? There was <laughs> one of those where you're talking about, you know, it. It got hot, like yeah. started barking at me. Like it had a moment, and uh, it had a it had a couple of those. But then after that, man, it it really did enjoy. I sure. think I think I talked. This was something I think I talked about at the very first episodes at some point about <laughs> wow. how it was helping my dog because I was giving it some other stuff. Remember? Yeah. Like yeah. at the same time, I was giving these. Like it really did help the dog. I think made it live longer. Sure. Well, and like Anna, one of my bed tenders, she says every single time she smokes, her dog wants come over to come over, yeah, come over. Yeah. where my dogs will Get away. literally, yeah. it'll just be once in a blue moon. It'll be like, Oh, I kind of want some of that. But right. usually they're like, no, mm-hmm. no. But sometimes they'll be like, Oh, I'll take, I'll take some I'll of take that. A hit of that. <laughs> it's real <laughs> random, but yeah. I feel like, they kind of they know. Yeah. Well, and I I know the, how with humans we can't really metabolize THC on the plant. It has to be decarbed for us to be able to metabolize it through our liver. So if we eat raw flour, we're not going to have psychoactivity. Mm-hmm. We're not going to metabolize it in the same way. I don't think dogs are are like no. that because they can eat weed and get really feel the effects. Yes. Like, and, yes. And one of Back our little dogs to... will be looking for crumbs on the ground. Yeah, yeah. When we had clones in the shop, some of the dogs would want that. Or they have live plants at home too. And like, yeah, they would want <laughs> that weed. And you could tell that they had effects <laughs> from it where yeah. we as people would not. It's interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. I do strongly believe in CBD for dogs though. I think that they are not they don't have any psychoactivity from that as i understand and it really helps with joint health and anxiety so i give i give cbd to my dogs we keep a tincture and anytime my big german shepherd has thunderstorm anxiety we'll put some drops of the tincture on her food she eats the food and Mm -hmm. and is relaxed and i so i strongly believe in that yeah we just make that and just kind of for home use that's not something we market i use the tincture for my boxer as well on her food and it helps her joints a lot yeah yeah so i i don't know i i know there's certainly some benefit and i think humans should be taking way more cbd than we take well okay so not to be political or bring politics (laughs) into anything but cbd used to be in our food and they whenever they outlawed cannabis they outlawed all of it as a plant and so it it literally got taken out of our food well i don't know what year but like 2004 no that's wrong i don't know while trump was in 
administration, he uh-huh. signed CBD to be legal back, in yeah, yeah. agriculture again. Right. So it's like slowly integrating yeah, back into back our in food. food. Yeah, but yeah, it 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 does need to be in our food. And I think a lot of people have autoimmune diseases because they haven't had CBD in their yeah, diets. Wow. And it just changes our whole chemical makeup. Yeah. But it's not about politics. It's about health. <laughs> it's about humans. No. Right. When you say in our food, like what do you mean? Um, when, okay, so in our food means that CBD, what used to be present in corn and wheat in the grains that we, not only we eat, but also the cows and the chickens and all the things that we eat, eat. So CBD used to be present in not only the fruits and vegetables we were eating, but also in the meats that we were eating too. And whenever you strip that out of everyone's diet, it starts stripping mm. it out of everything we so eat. So you get healthier cows and better meat for chomping on, huh? I think so. Yes. Yeah, hey, I'll tell you what. <laughs> <laughs> it's just people trying to monetize everything. I yeah. And then realizing actually mm-hmm. we needed that. Well, that's something we really believe in is, is trying to increase CBD use. That's why we, have so many ratioed products of THC and CBD. We're working towards an exclusive CBD line for next year that we're going to start selling on our website and and carry that same affordability mindset for all of the wellness products in our line. I mean, that's been one of our pillars from the get go is like trying to make things as accessible and, you know, as, as cheap as we can, especially since we're performing the extractions ourselves that we can really start to get, you know, get stuff into people's hands and they're not having to weigh the, the cost of, well, should I really be buying this CBD or not? I mean, if we can really like make it as affordable as possible and people are just taking it every day and, and realizing those benefits, I think it's a win for everybody. So talk to us. You said full line. You got, dude. Yeah. So right now, currently, we're doing the strain specific CO two derived cartridges, um, which they're unique in that there's no additives, no f- chemical filtration, no chemical dewaxing. It's a true r- raw extract, um, much like you know, hash rosin is is a non refined product. Um, that's, you know, that's kind of our staple product. There is a strange specific cartridges. And then we also do carts, but you haven't gotten into disposables. We're prototyping some disposables right now, but we're trying to ensure that the failure rate's low enough that like the airflow and the battery life and the blah, blah, blah. I mean, oh, we were trying to make sure we check all the boxes before we push something out in the market. Is it difficult with disposable packaging? There's just so many, many. options mm-hmm. and people are hitting us up to give us samples all the time to try to run their cartridge hardware. But it, it just takes time to go mm-hmm. through the motions of, okay, well, we're going to fill a few of all these different ones and narrow it down to our favorites. And then we're going to order a hundred and fill a hundred and, and get well, the failure rate you know what i mean so really, there's, there's and you don't really want to order 100 because they want to get the best price you got to order well, ten thousand. and it's and it's on it's it's kind of they're betting on the come right yeah. it's like they're going to keep giving us these samples with the understanding that we're going to go through multiple mm-hmm. thousand a month if they're the one that we choose so mm-hmm. um i think that all these sales guys for these cart companies are kind of bent over back i mean they're they send us we asked for their carts and they send us a box full of all their packaging all of their like they dude it's like they go way overboard on the sampling but Mm -hmm. i think they see 
the potential in in some of these. Uh, they need, and some of these, especially the markets that are going to go wreck that haven't yet. I mean, I think they see the the possibility for some real growth from the mm-hmm. manufacturing side. So, um, you know, we get all these samples in, and we, like I said, fill a few of them, narrow it down, and so it's a multi stage process of figuring out what the best hardware is. Because when we first came to market, we didn't do our homework on that. We trusted some. Um, recommendations, pull the trigger on 2,000 units or something, only to find out the fail rate's like 7%. Mm. So for every 100 we sell, we're getting seven back uh, month over month. You know, that just doesn't feel good when you're a new brand trying to earn people's trust. You don't want people to have bad experiences. You want to minimize that as much as possible. So um, Yeah, because honestly, I mean, that's almost probably every customer is having one return at least. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, at, exactly. At least. And yeah. that doesn't look good. What fail? I mean... <clears throat> Dude, all kinds of things to where, like, structurally, the tank will separate. So, like, imagine this. You're trying to pull it out of the packaging, and the, th- and the threads will separate from the tank, and your oil just comes out all over the place. So, obviously, like, that's not going to work. Um, the cartridge just doesn't work altogether. There's something mechanically that's not making a connection. And so... I've never thought of taking those back. Uh, how they're leaking? Really? That's the, oh, the most returned no. product at the dispensary cartridges. is cartridges. Because, You're yeah, they'll leak kind of or they won't I never, pull I just, or... Once again, I just never thought of return. I, I didn't think you could return. I just... I never even thought well, of returning. Well, legally, you're not supposed to return anything, but right. that definitely is something that malfunctions. Right. And oh, so, yeah. therefore, people right. are like, well, it's I get not it. Working. I, yeah. I, I experienced a lot of malfunctions. Yeah. I, right. I just never thought people returned they certainly shit do. like that. Yeah, if, if you, I mean, do. think about it. You go into the dispensary, you buy a car, you go out to your car, snap, well, sure. sna- snap it on the battery, and it doesn't work, or yeah. you get. You know what I mean? Or also, I could see, and there's certainly a spectrum. We certainly get some back that half the thing's been smoked, and they just say it doesn't work. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you just got to trust them. I mean, it's and there's a lot of different carts and a lot of different batteries and a lot of different things going yeah. on. So a lot of people will come in and say this isn't working, and the the bud tenders will know enough to be like, this is what you need to do to right. make this work, or this is why it's not working, and so sometimes it is worth that phone call or that walking back in the shop because they can help you. They know what's up. They deal with it all day, every day. So. And we just have a hundred percent guarantee. So if if a if a bud, t- I mean a, a dispensary gets five returns, we credit them five units on their next order. I mean that, we just we just don't want the dispensary to have to lose. And yeah. it just I mean in the long run, you know it's better if we just eat that and, and yeah that too. And at least in Oklahoma, I have not dealt with a cart company that wouldn't um, honor. A, That's nice. A, a, car that wasn't working like it's definitely something in oklahoma that people understand realize and are more than happy to to swap it out because it's a thing yeah it's a it's a tool tools mm-hmm. go bad i mean you could call it whatever you want like it yeah and leon's not making the packaging yeah. he wants you to love yeah. the oil the oil yeah, yeah so. if i could deliver the oil in a some sort of other methodology that doesn't need the cartridge, uh, you know, we we would. So, but. And you used to in, in the, the syringe? syringes. So, so, w- so let up? me talk about some new things uh, on the cartridge side. So we're working on a large batch uh, Indica Sativa, so just two SKUs instead of strain-specific, um, winterized. So we're taking our 
um, food grade oil that goes into the lotions and the capsules. We're working with another lab to um, winterize that, which is a de-waxing process. So they they mix it with alcohol, they freeze it, the fats rise to the top, and you got your cannabinoids at the bottom mixed with your alcohol. You filter out those fats, and then you evaporate out the alcohol, and you got this filtered, de-waxed cannabinoid um, solution. And then we just reintroduce the terps, and it's same same kind of thing. But instead of it being a raw extract that doesn't need to be filtered, we're extracting it aggressively, cleaning up, and reintroducing the terps. So that's how, as far as we know, every other CO2 market or card on the market is doing it they're blasting really aggressively de-waxing with with alcohol and 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 then that's their finished product so um we're working on uh a procedure that's similar to what our competitors are doing um except instead of strain specific it's going to be those those two indica sativa and we're going to offer them at a much more affordable it's going to be like half almost the cost of our current cart line. So okay. um, we, we found that, you know, we kind of have a high barrier to entry for people to try our products in the, in, in the category of cartridges. And so we're trying to find a way in which people can get familiar with our brand. Um, and then if they want some variety and a more premier product, they graduate to the strain specific. So um, we, we reel them in with the uh, Indica Sativa. And then if they're like, man, I really love the, black marshmallow or whatever that's my favorite strain oh they've got it in the carts you know i'm gonna try that so um we think it may cannibalize some of our cartridge sales on the strain specific side but in the long run it's going to just wider widen our reach for Mm -hmm. um for cartridge smokers so that's something we're on and with that indica sativa line we're going to reintroduce the syringes so the syringes are going to be that same winterized oil with the reintroduced terps um, still all cannabis terps, no artificials or anything like that. And it's going to be in the dab slash infusion syringe. Um, same thing. So, uh, instead of being strange, they're going to be really much more affordable. Um, cause you know, it's like, man, that was those, those were retailing at like 45, $50. And then you're like, man, should I get this dab infusion syringe or should I get this hash rosin and it's like Mm -hmm. oh well if i'm planning on dabbing both i'm gonna get the hash rosin you know what i mean because Mm -hmm. that it's just that product is created for that kind of delivery method um so we're excited to come out with that reintroduce that product line at a more affordable price i don't think really people were buying it for the strain specificity anyway so i think it's going to be a win for everybody that was trying to get into that product line Mm -hmm. um omma uh, inspected us and told us that we were going to have to test the syringes separately from the cartridges. In the past, we were testing the oil, the same oils going into the carts mm-hmm. and the same oils going into the syringes. So our understanding was that test was going to cover both mm-hmm. packages. I mean, in our mind, it was just a different vessel that the oil was going into. Exactly. One has a little bit of metal in it. The mm-hmm. other one doesn't. But OMA came in and was like, no, you need to test it in the cartridge and then test it separately in a jar to go into the syringes. Same. So that's so. So we were weird. doubling our testing cost, and it's, we it just wasn't. I mean, it's the it same that packaging. It's, 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 it's exactly. It's but packaging. I mean, I, I, I get the idea of we it want would be we like <laughs> testing flour a, in a in a jar no, versus I guess in a dram. 
I guess they technically will make you test, test the a pre-roll yeah. different than a blunt, even though yeah. it's the same. Just because it's the same, it's just a paper on yeah, the outside. Yeah, the paper is different. Yeah, I think it's, it's it's a I, yeah, I think it's a similar concept. Of, but it's the same as a pre-roll. Here's the thing: and a blunt. Are, are the testing companies grinding up the paper and working it into the sample that they're analyzing? Yeah. Same with us, like. Uh, to it's, what degree are they yeah are, are they smoking the package right are they like hooking the card up to a battery ripping it for 10 minutes and then testing the oil like they're not doing that they're just i'm giving them the car they're taking it out of the cart and testing it who's to say that that's effectively determining whether or not the cartridges is contaminating the oil hard to say and, you know because i can imagine with yeah, with cheap cartridges you could be leaching heavy metals and you could be, le- you, I mean, I could, I understand the concept of we want to make sure the cartridge isn't contaminating the oil, but when we're but going above and beyond to get the best cartridge on the market, like what else, at what point have we done that enough times using the exact same hardware that that's sufficient? You know what I mean? Uh, so I think in other markets they have um, something called process validation where if you're using the same ingredients over and over again, you get to increase your test batch sizing because it's the same components going in over and over. Um, I think that's something that's on the horizon for our state, but we're not, we're certainly not there yet. Um, but it would certainly help small batch companies be able to it, not have to eat these ridiculous batch fees. It definitely has opened my eyes to how fast things have happened. I mean, even a hundred years is not that long. Right. And like, they've just been figuring things out and we're like at the beginning of lawmaking stages right now with this. And like, it's just very eye opening to how basic some things are, how um, just preliminary we are with some things. And like, I don't know, we think we're so advanced, but we're really not. Yeah, they certainly the don't make it easy for some sophisticated businesses to just go through the motions. You know what I mean? Like if you're a single source company, you got to test your flour before you send it to your processing facility that's literally on the other side of a doorway and you got to wait for the te- and like there's just they just don't make it easy for all the nuances of business that we have and I feel like the more nuanced your business is the harder it is for you mm-hmm. and we've certainly seen that with the with the batch sizing restri- restrictions and the associated cost with running small batch yeah so um how are you seeing the market change with like grows that you're buying from and dispensaries you're selling to just how's it changing how's it Man, I think it it goes through, it ebbs and flows through really busy seasons and slow seasons. And Mm -hmm. I think that's just, I don't, I mean, I don't know enough about retail to understand all the other forces that are impacting it, whether that's the holiday season or Mm. it's warm outside. So people are spending more time doing whatever, you know what I mean? I'm sure you guys see some impacts like that in, Mm -hmm. in different seasons and can find some correlations, but we found that dispensaries are ordering less, but more frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's putting more of a stress on our logistical functions of just doing the deliveries and in taking orders. I mean, all that stuff takes more time, but, um, you know, it's, I think 
that's across the board. I'm seeing, uh, mm-hmm. you know, the the growers I talk to, it's nobody's buying pounds, everybody's buying quarter pounds, and and it's twice a month instead of once. You know, what whatever mm-hmm. it is, I think, um, which makes sense. I mean, you want to, you know, probably play tight with your with your cash flows and and mm-hmm. you know really be intentional with that and not make bad plays to where you're sitting on something for too long so the the smaller quantity you go the more nimble you can be in your cash management I, well, and there's I so many that. vendors too so many vendors yeah i i don't uh I don't envy any of that hundred vendor <laughs> management. I mean, I feel like just my dispensaries, my thirty dispensaries I got, I have enough. So um, I can't imagine having you know all those SKUs on the shelf and having to have a different type of person probably for each of those things too. So, um, but from my end, yeah, it's really just smaller order sizes that I'm seeing. Prices coming down on the flower side for the most part but a lot of the high-end stuff is kind of holding strong so with us being on the high end on our concentrates um you know we're we haven't had to make too many concessions on our price but we really don't have margin to do it anyway so it's like any of my clients that are asking me for deals or this i i just go through the math with them i'm like mm-hmm. hey this is how much my cart costs this is how much my packaging costs this is how much i owe on the trim like and i'm like we're at, uh, this is wow. how this is where we are you well, know what i mean you i have to say you are one of the very few brands that i have had for what almost three, yeah, years, almost three now years yeah that has not changed their pricing right. since the beginning like a lot of people are up and down up and down right. changing their pricing all the time right you and probably two two other yeah. vendors of mine have not changed their pricing once. Well, I think that comes with trying to find a lane where you have some unique uniqueness and uh-huh. you can kind of, if you're the ceiling on quality, you kind of get to dictate you kind of top down, right? You know what I mean? Same with flower. If you're at the top shelf flower and you start to come down, everybody else has got to come down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I think that, when people get scared and they see price fluctuation and they start to just race race to the bottom on cost, you see just the whole market start to just shift in a direction. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know about like the outdoor season. And, you know, I remember last year it was this huge deal of croptober and this mm-hmm. and that. But I don't know that I heard those same ripples of the market this year that I No, the, and we years. had a much better summer for growing. Honestly, yeah. we should have had a lot more outdoor flower just because the summer... The conditions were better. Were, conditions were much better. So, no. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like it should have been. Right. Yeah, I think the only strain for us was testing timelines that kind of early fall when all the outdoor growth started to come in the testing labs get really stretched thin mm-hmm. and, and they're not really communicative on their timelines they're like oh it's going to be five days and you're three weeks in and they're like oh no tomorrow 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 so uh, i think that's been one of the biggest adjustments we've had to make each year is the testing timeline yeah. so we make sure we have enough inventory before we do our next round of testing so we're not running into some laps mm-hmm. of being able to provide. So um, well, I think that's been the biggest thing for and us. For listeners, I mean, yes, we touched on topicals and Leon makes awesome topicals. But if you are a cart smoker and haven't tried five leaf lab carts, 
they are the most like flower. They're yeah. the like the effects yeah. are the most like smoking flower. And people that like smoking flower that don't want to smell like flower or don't actually want to smoke flower but want the ease right. of a card, they're five leaf customers through and through. Yeah. They will come and pick up six carts at a time, even though they are our most expensive right. cart, because. You can depend on them. You can depend on them to smoke like a joint. Right. And that's what people like. Yeah. And we've really tried to focus on consistency. Our our mantra this year was consistency. And we've started implementing some taste testing and some other kind of pre-release tactics that keep us from putting things on the market that aren't to our standards and give people a bad experience. Because just like what we were talking about earlier on the failure rates, if someone tries a car and it tastes like burnt popcorn they're probably not going to buy another one ever Mm -hmm. you know so you really sometimes get one chance with people to make a good impression and they're either going to be buying it every week or they're anytime somebody brings it up they're gonna be like oh no that tastes like burnt popcorn Mm -hmm. even though you got some stuff that's fire you come with one thing that tastes like burnt popcorn no one's gonna ever er, that person is gonna tell everybody not to fuck with it that and yeah we've even had samples dropped off at the dispensary and the the bud tenders like they usually do most of my cart testing and yeah once you get that right. <laughs> popcorn it is not in no, the shelf uh-uh. because yeah, we're not you gonna gotta, keep trying to push that test to people for sure. <laughs> yeah i mean and i think that's a brilliant tactic is is having the bud tenders be that filter because i can't tell you how many dispensary owners just don't know left from right when it comes to cannabis products mm-hmm. and you really need like your bud tenders are like the best representation of your patients. You know what I mean? Like quite frankly, those are, they are patients 99% of the time. Well, they you know, know what, I mean? what people are looking for, what exactly. people want. What They talk to them every day. Yeah. Every day. So And they don't want to lie to people either. <laughs> so no one does. That's not a fun job. No. Uh-uh. Well, and you I mean, something and it's like, oh, I know exactly who's who I can sell right. this to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure a, a person comes to mind at least. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think we say this all the time is where your butt tender's favorite cart. I mean, we and we butter bud tenders up. I mean, we think that is our best weapon for delivering the narrative to the patients. Mm-hmm. I mean, if the bud tenders aren't on board or if, if you're a patient and you go into a store and you're like, hey, what's your favorite cart? And they're like, well, I've never tried the five leaf. I've never tried this one. I've only tried the cheapest one because they gave me one for free one time. Uh, th- this one. They're like, well, I don't want to try the ones that you've never had. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with with the one you've had. So I think that's so important for buttenders to try your products. And, and I think it's sometimes we don't realize how much turnover there is in dispensaries too and how you know and some true. some shops in particular like they're getting new butt tenders every quarter i mean it's like a whole new team in there every quarter so you well, know as a manufacturer i'm having to constantly like a redo you know bring everybody in do my pitch tell me tell us why we're special and not here's just samples. that i mean my butt tenders stay on a long time but they'll be away from the shop a day or two and feel like the inventory turns (laughs) over so fast because the strange change and (laughs) stuff comes in and it's different everyone's coming out with new products yeah so they feel like they have to recalibrate themselves every time they leave almost so yeah it's just a lot but yeah as a manufacturer that's our our best tool is the bud tenders that are drinking the kool-aid and are anytime someone says What's your favorite cart? It's boom, five leaf. I mean, mm-hmm. I I get 
our best shops are the ones where all the butt tenders are stoked on our stuff. And and I don't think that's a coincidence. I, yeah. You know, I mean, they're the ones that are pushing it, pushing it, pushing it. So Leon's got us hooked on the topicals <laughs> and the cards. <laughs> We're I mean, drinking the Kool-Aid over here. <laughs> I think it's really important, man. I mean... Because if the bun tender isn't familiar with it, they're just not going to sell it. And that comes with it. And, and if you are a, you know, if you work with a transport company or you got transport guys that are kind of crass and hard to work with or aren't pleasant to be around, the bun tenders are going to be like, oh yeah, the, the rude guy is the one that delivers that. Like, I'm not going to push that. That's you the know only I mean? face they see. Even if they don't say it out loud in their head, they're like, oh, that guy's a dickhead. I don't really want to, you know, I'm not going to. Oh, he's push. here again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because I think there's so many companies around that are with, filled with such nice people and people that are so easy to work with and are, you know, are such a pleasure that why work with somebody that's a pain in the butt, you mm-hmm. know, when there's so many options of like really nice people out there and we get that a lot i mean and that was one of the sales things i was learning before all the cannabis is people work with you because of your price your product or you it's one of it's one of the things and if if one of those three things isn't there they might not work with you and so you need all three you need the product you need the you need the appropriate price and you need to be easy to work with or else people are going to work with somebody that is and so that's what i mean we try to just treat everybody right and and just lead with that so yeah it's cool you know, man it's great to have you back on <laughs> dude though. you guys are awesome yeah. i love it <laughs> i love it all right where to wait people fu- wait oh. i gotta talk about one more one thing more. oh yeah go ahead so last time i saw leon out in amongst the real world <laughs> he was at oktoberfest <laughs> and was oh like my God, i forgot <laughs> i can't talk to you right now our dogs are about to race in the league dog contest <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, our adoptions uh, every year they race. Well, one's two now, and the other one just turned one. Uh, and every year there's a doctrine dash oh, at Oktoberfest, oh, if you're not I familiar. Um, so, yeah, this year they did the costume parade. Okay. And then followed by the the races. Um, they haven't won yet. It's a single elimination, <laughs> oh, no. multi-round thing. The best they've gotten is second in their heat and well, thus eliminated. So Second's pretty good. It's good. I mean. There were but, so many dogs out there. Dozens. and I mean, Hundreds. It's hundred, I'd say, yeah. Hundreds <laughs> of dachshunds out at Oktoberfest. <laughs> and so yeah, they put them all in these like uh lanes with a cover in the front and they, you know, Einzvai dry and they <laughs> open up the thing and <laughs> let them all let them all run and the first dog past the finish line is is who goes to the next round. <laughs> it's it's a hilarious event. Um most of the dogs just the gate opens and they just wander around. They don't know yeah. that they're supposed to run, but you can tell there's some owners with their dogs that train for it <laughs> and they come every year to win. And those are the dogs that like, you know, it's like a dog race. So and you so, guys aren't training. We aren't training. You um, are training for, for paintball, <laughs> but you're not training. I do need to. I know. Well, see, what? I don't know if we just build one of the things in the backyard <laughs> and they, do, you know, we let the corral up and they just run. I think, you know, we try to always tempt them with like a turkey leg or something at the Dachshund Dash. So I don't know if that's if we're distracting them or what, but... Um, training needs to happen. I think it's probably they need some training <laughs> so they don't get starstruck when they get... And I think it's a big crowd, you know? It's, I mean, dogs get overwhelmed by this. St- it's intense. There's a lot of people <laughs> I out so there. I forgot I saw you guys. It was so funny. <laughs> well, yeah, next year when you come to Oktoberfest, look out for Stanley and Nala, uh, your, favorite, your favorite dog <laughs> That is funny. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, they were all like, we'd love to talk, but we can't right yeah. now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> we're in the zone. <laughs> Let's go. All right, so where do people find you on social? Uh, okay, so we're at Five Leaf Lab, singular lab, uh, with the number five. So five leaf like a plant, lab like a laboratory. Um, we try to do better about posting everything on social, but we're not the best. But if you uh, want to chat with us, we're always there, and, and, and we reply to DMs and all that stuff. Um, if you're looking for our entire product line, you can find it at Kush Dispensary. They're one of our flagship stores that carry the carts, the creams, the caps. I mean, everything that we come out with, they they believe in and um, are, are such a things. pleasure. <laughs> all the things. All the things. We're drinking the Kool-Aid. We <laughs> love it. Exactly. <laughs> Not really. It's it's actual medicine that we love to to educate our patients about like it's one of the brands that we stand by because yeah. we can trust it every single time yeah it's, it's in the good. butt tender toolbox for sure of hey my back hurts what do i need or whatever. yeah so or i can't sleep what do i need cbn caps or whatever so we get we we love it here yeah <laughs> we love all right it. where do people find kush you can find us right here at 1711 east skelly drive from 10 to 10 seven days a week come celebrate 12 days of Cushmas with <laughs> us until Christmas. And then you can always find us on Instagram at Cush Dispo Tulsa and Cush Dispo Tulsa underscore. Go no see. more issues with that anymore. <laughs> I uh, mean, cross your fingers. Yeah. Knock on knock wood. On wood. Yeah. Everyone's like, I've been Dude, asked a few times lately, time. is that still your Instagram or what's the new, what's the Instagram? Lately? Everybody has So issues. I feel like everyone's just pushing it to happen again. It's happening. Not yet, but everyone's putting it out there in the universe for it. Everyone's Instagrams to get shut down again. So yeah, we, we hold on tight, yeah. guys. <laughs> That's part of why we don't post so much on social because half our posts get taken down whenever we put them out there. So we try to. <laughs> social media content. sucks. Come see our faces. <laughs> yeah, right, right see our faces. here. <laughs> There's going to be a pushback to that, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Call us. Nine one eight seven four two five eight seven four, or ask your local operator to call <laughs> Kush. <laughs> Neon Leon, thanks so much, man. Oh, thank you guys. You're awesome. Appreciate what you do for us patients. It's the Kush Life for us. Kush Life. Kush life.